Hi there. Today in this podcast, I'll cover two classic English grammar mistakes that native English speakers commonly make. And then we'll challenge two grammar rules you may have been taught, but which are simply wrong. And these incorrect grammar rules are sometimes even taught in British schools too. Sounds interesting? Keep listening for two rules you must follow and two rules that you can break because they're wrong. Hello, I'm Hilary and you're listening to Adept English. We will help you to speak English fluently. All you have to do is listen. So start listening now and find out how it works. But before we jump in, something special. For our Spotify listeners, we're conducting polls. That's P-O-L-L-S or votes. For example, in our previous podcasts, we asked your opinion on selling that whiskey in a gun-shaped bottle from podcast 659. The question we asked was, do you think selling whiskey in a bottle with this shape and branding is okay? And 57% of you said you were okay with that. And 42% of you didn't think it was a good idea. And then the second poll was from podcast 660, when I talked about the British wanting to own their own homes. We asked, do you own or rent a home or are you still living with mum and dad? Well, 52% of you own your own property, 23% of you rent and 25% of you live with mum and dad. That was the last time I looked and the numbers may still change, but it was great to have your responses and very interesting to see different viewpoints and different results. So if you're on Spotify, make sure to participate. Your opinion matters. This week's poll is all about you. Do you like grammar podcasts? Yes or no? Your feedback will shape our future content on Adept English, so do let us know. Tell us whether you would like more grammar podcasts or not. And try out this grammar podcast today to find out. We'll be really interested in what you say. Right, two grammar rules you must follow and two grammar rules in English that you can ignore because they're wrong. Let's start with two mistakes that some English speakers make all the time and which some English speakers hate to see. Grammar mistakes to avoid one, rogue apostrophes. That's R-O-G-U-E. This grammar mistake is a written one and you sometimes see it on signs in the UK. You see the plural of a word like sandwiches, spelt S-A-N-D, W-I-C-H apostrophe S instead of correctly S-A-N-D-W-I-C-H-E-S. Ah, that apostrophe S here. That's a horrible grammar mistake. Maybe the confusion is that you have to add an E-S for the plural of sandwich. But no, you also see something like the word drinks spelt D-R-I-N-K apostrophe S instead of D-R-I-N-K-S. Why? You might see this on a sign outside a pub or in a shop sometimes. As I say, this is what's known in English as the rogue apostrophe. It means that the apostrophe has gone rogue, ended up in the wrong place. The only time that you use an apostrophe S is with possession. My father's cat apostrophe S, the cat's whiskers, apostrophe S, 
And notice when the noun is plural for the person or people who are doing the possessing. Here, the apostrophe goes after the S. My parents cat. That's S apostrophe because I have two parents. And the boy's teacher. S apostrophe because there are a lot of boys. Don't use apostrophe S for plurals. So learn not to make that written grammar mistake and you'll be ahead of many British English speakers. Grammar mistakes to avoid too. Case matters with pronouns. When I learned Latin and German at school, I learned that nouns, pronouns and adjectives can change depending upon which part of the sentence they're in. The proper name for that part of the sentence, we call it the case, C-A-S-E of the noun. In languages like German and Latin, so many words change in that way. And even the adjectives change too. But this happens less in English. However, in English, these rules about case do affect pronouns. That's P-R-O-N-O-U-N-S. A pronoun is something like he, she, it, him, they, them, etc. If the person represented by the pronoun is doing the action in the sentence, is the subject of the verb, the pronoun is different from when they're the object in the sentence. An example, if he is doing the action, it's he, H-E. And if he's having the action done to him, it's him, H-I-M. You know that grammar rule, right? But British people get this one wrong sometimes in spoken English when they're dealing with more than one person. For example, you might hear, my mother and me went to the cinema. But this is clearly incorrect because you wouldn't say, me went to the cinema, would you? I think people confuse this because the noun mother doesn't change. To make it correct, my mother and I went to the cinema. So I when you're the subject of the sentence and me only when you're the object of the sentence. Another example of incorrect pronoun case. This is a photograph of she and I on holiday together. Again, you wouldn't say this is a photograph of I, would you? You'd say it's a photograph of me. And it's also a photograph of her. So correctly, this is a photograph of her and me on holiday together. Another example of this type of mistake with pronouns. I think that's a secret best kept between you and I. So people make a similar mistake with prepositions. Between, B-E-T-W-E-E-N, is a preposition. And if you're using a preposition with a pronoun, that pronoun isn't the subject of the sentence. So it's never I, he, she or we. In this sentence, I think the confusion comes from the fact that the you, Y-O-U, doesn't change, but the I does change. Anyway, correcting that sentence, it would be, I think that's a secret best kept between you and me. Let's get on to the rules you can break because they're wrong. So rules that you don't need to take notice of. One, don't split infinitives. Have you ever been told that it's a rule of English? Don't split the infinitive. Well, I'm here to tell you that you can do that. Ignore that rule. Children in British schools used to be taught that. Hopefully this has stopped. What does to split an infinitive mean? Well, an infinitive, I-N-F-I-N-I-T-I-V-E, is the to form of a verb. 
To go, to run, to eat, to drink are all infinitives. And the way you split an infinitive? Well, you put an adverb in between. To slowly eat, to quickly drink. So you may have been told you mustn't do that. But I'm here to tell you that split infinitives are perfectly okay, grammatically correct. They're just putting the emphasis on the adverb, the describing word rather than the verb. And there's that famous split infinitive from Star Trek. Remember the mission of the Star Trek Enterprise was to boldly go where no man has gone before. Perfectly correct grammar. So the split infinitive is okay. It's not an error. However, you do need to be a bit careful with the split infinitive. Only certain adverbs sound correct when they split the infinitive. You could say to swiftly run, but you couldn't say to fast run. You'd have to say to run fast. Confusing, isn't it? But a good guide. If the adverb ends in ly, as many do, it's usually okay to split the infinitive with one of these adverbs. And there are many examples of adverbs that don't end in ly, which can be used to split infinitives, such as adverbs to do with frequency. To sometimes go, to always go, to never go are all absolutely fine. But there are many adverbs that just don't sound right if you split an infinitive with them. For example, you wouldn't say to far go, you'd say to go far. You wouldn't say to today go, you'd say to go today. So a good rule to play it safe then, only split an infinitive with adverbs that end in ly, and then most of the time it'll be correct. Or you could make the choice just not to split an infinitive at all and put your adverb in the normal place after the infinitive. That's safe. What's bizarre about this one is that although British people might make spelling mistakes on simple things like a plural with an apostrophe s, this is much more complicated and knowledge of which adverbs can be used to split an infinitive, well, English speakers would just automatically know. Strange, isn't it? But actually, that's the power of learning through listening. British people would get this one correct every time without any trouble because to them it would just sound wrong. Learning through listening is extremely powerful. If you hear a piece of grammar enough times, you just know how to get it right automatically without thinking about it. That's why we encourage you to listen a lot. Rules that you don't need to take notice of too. Don't end a sentence with a preposition. Don't end a sentence with a preposition. I was taught this in school. What does this mean? Well, the rule is saying that words like on, up, to shouldn't be the last word in a sentence. However, if you want to ask, where are you going to? It's really difficult to ask that in a different way. To where are you going, perhaps? But hardly anyone who speaks English would say that. It sounds like Shakespeare or something. You might reply, I'm going to pick him up. Again, there isn't a better way of saying that. The up is fine at the end of the sentence. This rule is wrong. And sometimes the suggested correction to this supposed rule sounds really cumbersome and awkward. For example, most people in English would say, who am I speaking to? Or perhaps, whom am I speaking to? Though few people would use that whom form. How else are you supposed to say this? The people who think that you shouldn't end a sentence on a preposition would have you say, to whom am I speaking? But that sounds ridiculously old-fashioned 
and hardly anyone would actually speak like that. So please, just don't worry about ending sentences with a preposition. It's a rule that you can absolutely ignore. Okay, so that was a little mixed bag of grammar rules. I hope that you were familiar with some of them and also that you learned something new at the same time. Don't forget to feedback on the poll on Spotify whether you'd like more grammar podcasts or not. Enough for now. Have a lovely day. Speak to you again soon. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Please help me tell others about this podcast by reviewing or rating it. And please share it on social media. You can find more listening lessons and a free English course at adeptenglish.com.